0: This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuned into the new TNN. Open up the champagne, pop It's my house. Come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself a like something cold baby to culture addicts welcome back to the new TNN podcast feed my name is Johnny C and this is Ringman the show here at the new TNN where we talk about the wars of sports entertainment or professional wrestling for those of us who just want to be simple about it. So we got a fun one for you today, I think it's um, it's a unique show concept, but I think uh, those of you who enjoy sort of the out of the box ideas that Johnny C comes up with every once in a while may be in for a treat. So over on the North-South Connection Podcast Network, uh, where Johnny C. sometimes appears on the Multiverse of Fabulousness and Cronoso Monthly, uh, over on their YouTube channel, which I can be seen on, if you want to, you know, do your thing while looking at a Johnny C., I'm not going to hold it against you. But over on the YouTube channel, boy, oh boy, I can't say enough positive things because they've been putting together some explosive content uh, using Tearmaker. Tearmaker, of course is a longtime friend of content creators, which is a phrase I never thought I would use in reference to, let alone myself. Actually, I'm not really a content creator. I I don't, like, make money off this and shit like that. It's just for funsies. But TierMaker is a program that's web-based that you can use to to rank things via a tier-based structure. Over on NOSO, they've been doing a lot of fun WrestleMania-based entertainment, which is very entertaining to listen to. And so, I'm not going to call it write out thievery because I guess I'm not stealing it directly from them but I've decided to do my own tier list well it's Wrestlemania season so of course I've decided to make sure it has nothing to do with Wrestlemania because I'm failing my own mantra of brand synergy what I'm going to be tier ranking today ladies and gentlemen are the official twenty. Let's see here, 20, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 28 in your house subtitles. Yep, it's got nothing to do with the in-ring action, nothing to do with the commentary from the concrete man Vince McMahon himself, nothing to do with anything except the subtitles. Now, of course, a little bit of an asterisk here, I'll be the first to admit The first six in-your-house pay-per-view extravaganzas don't, or at least were not marketed, with official subtitles. However, retroactively, thanks to the power of mass communication, a.k.a. the internet, each show does have an officially agreed-upon, non-official subtitle that we will be using for the ranking system for those six shows. That sound like fun? All right, let's get into it. No, no need to meander to around any further. So, a lot of these tier-based shows, uh, the rankings are very straightforward and understandable. You've got your, like, F, E, D, C, B, A, and then at the top you've got S for, like, super, for, like, the best of them all. Well, I couldn't do things that simply. Simple, simply, who cares, because I'm a buffoon. But I am using a five-tier system. So what I'm going to do first is explain the tiers... Then we're going to go through these bad boys chronologically and rank them. And then, to wrap things up, we'll go through each tier and rank that tier. So, you know, whatever makes it into the highest tier. Let's just say there's, oh, I don't know, 28 of them. They all make the highest tier. I'll rank the 28 from least awesome to most awesome. So there you go. So the five tiers. Well, the lowest tier I'm calling Garbage. Now, garbage subtitles, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, give us really no context to what we can understand about this show. Okay? So, the subtitles give us absolutely nothing. It's like if one of the subtitles was Spare Tire. What does that, unless the main event is a fucking junkyard match, okay? What does In Your House Spare Tire really tell us about the show and I think that makes sense the fourth tier we're calling eh to me subtitles that are eh they don't give us any context to what the show is going to have on it but you know they're kind of cool I suppose so it's better than garbage we're still not getting context but eh I can go with it it's not too bad okay The middle tier, the pivot man in the Circle Jerk, we're calling... Okay. In my opinion, shows that are... Okay. They give us context to what we're going to be taking a look at. But the subtitles... Kind of lame. Rounding out... uh, Well, I guess rounding out the ones that, you know, follow this sort of ranking system. Well, you'll see. Uh, The second highest tier, we're calling... Sweet. it give us context. But they're also pretty cool. So, as you can see, the worst and the fourth worst have brand synergy. The third and the second have brand synergy. The bottom two, no context. And then ranked with written. The the next two give us context and ranked with written. The final tier, the S tier, the highest tier. We're calling this tier IN YOUR HOUSE! And basically, they're subtitles that are just fucking legendary. You hear them, and you just know. Now, a side note to what the statement I just made. Because I'm a, I am think a lot of people that might be listening to the show, I give you a, a subtitle, and it doesn't matter if it's con- contextual. It doesn't matter if it's lame. You could probably at least remember the main event, because we're giant fucking wrestling nerds. So think of this as sort of, you know, for the layman. Okay, like we all hear, I don't want to spoil any of the rankings. So I don't want to use any actual examples. But if we were to hear, uh, I don't know. Fuck it. I'm not going to do, I, I can't give you any examples without spoiling the rankings of the show. I, I can't do it. But I think you get what I'm saying. Okay, like some of these shows, you hear them. Even, even okay, you know what? Let's just do, well, you know, I'm not going to do any examples. Can't do it. Can't think of anything on the fly. This is why you don't record without a script, but I'm doing it. So let's just get this bad boy, bad boy started, shall we? And you accidentally say bag boy instead of bad boy. In your house number one from May of '95, retroactively, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been given the subtitle the premiere. Well, I mean, I know what a premiere is, so automatically the bottom two tiers are out. But the premiere is not a very like, in, like I'm not into it as a subtitle. So, right from the get go, I'm going straight in the middle with okay. There's context, but it's lame. Up next, in your house too, retroactively named the Lumberjacks. All right, well, uh, uh, right from the get go, I'm appreciative because there's context here. I understand that the main event will be a Lumberjack match, but. I don't know. It's not very cool. It's kind of lame. So we're going dead center once again in the middle. It's okay. There's context, but it's lame. Up next, In Your House 3, from September of 95, retroactively named The Triple Header. Now, even though this pay-per-view comes to us, from a legendary nothing-happening city, Saginaw, Michigan, I have to admit, uh, not only do I think the concept of the triple-header match is a lot of fun and engaging and interesting to me, uh, probably why I have a a ridiculous uh, love affair with the Backlash 2001 pay-per-view with the two-man power trip. Uh, You know, four men, three titles... Two something, one ring to rule them all, you know, that triple header match. So, right away, when I hear triple header, I know what this show is about. It's going to have a triple header match, a tag team match with all the gold on the line. And God help me, I actually think triple header is kind of a cool subtitle because it gives us context and it just sounds interesting and engaging to me. So, here we go. Bad show? Sure. But In Your House triple header makes it to the tier known as Sweet, which is, like, right below the top. So not too bad for a shitty show. So as you see, just right here, from the get-go, these three shows, you know, In Your House of Lumberjacks has the Sweet Intercontinental title match, but you can see that none of these subtitles have gotten into the bottom two tiers, which I hope proves my thesis that this has nothing to do Within ring based competition, athleticism, flamboyance, nothing like that. It's just these arbitrary opinions of mine. Now, the next month, in October of 1995, we would head up north for In Your House, Great White North. Not only is this famously the show where the concrete man himself, Vince McMahon, lost it and started to weep openly during the broadcast. Well, okay, it didn't get that bad. Uh... Where was I going with that? Oh, but it's a, it's a pretty shitty fucking show, and I have to admit, and nothing, nothing against my neighbors to the north because I live in the States. I like Canada. I quite do. Uh, maybe I should move there. But at the same time, Great White North really gives me no wrestling-based contextual things. Um, again, I know it, I know it's in Canada because I know that's what they're talking about and what have you, but, I mean... There's no context at all to what I'm watching here. And uh, this is where No Offense to Canada comes in. I don't really think it sounds kind of cool. So eh is out of the get-go. Ladies and gentlemen, Brand Synergy, it is a garbage show. But the subtitle only, to me, well, it's garbage. So our first entry into the garbage tier is Great White North i we really breezing through this thing. Only two more in-your-house-based shows with fake subtitles. So that takes us to December 1995, where the magic of Santa Claus betrayed a Savio Vega. Get down and get funky. And if you'd like to know more about any of these shows uh, up until May of 96, for you, feel free to check out the Concrete Man archives where we just talk about in-your-house pay-per-views with a few pit stops along the way to track Vince McMahon's mental health. But, okay, here we go. In-your-house season's beatings. Well, season's beatings, I, 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 get, I get what that means. I get it's a play on season's greetings, which is probably December. So I understand that. But in terms of context for wrestling, okay, It doesn't really give me anything. It gives me context for when it takes place, but nothing about what's going on at the actual show. So, unfortunately, even though I think it sounds fine, we're going to go with eh, which, of course, the rationalization for eh, which is like getting a D, is no context, but, you know, kind of cool. I appreciate that. Uh, But Season's Beatings is going to be our first entry into the eh, Tier. So, uh, one more fake subtitle to go. We've had sweet. Uh, We've had okay. We've had eh. We've had garbage, but no one has gotten into the in your house tier as of yet. So, in your house, February 1996, retroactively subtitled Rage in the Cage. Okay. I've got context. Rage in the cage. It lets me know that some cage-based entertainment is coming my way. Now, I think there's also a Rage in the Cage video game. And this one might be controversial because I think it's well established. We've got context here. So there's no way it's going in eh or garbage. However, to me, Rage in the Cage, I mean, it does rhyme. But I'm not... There's something about it. This is one I wish I had a better explanation for. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I don't, I don't really like it that much. I don't know why, and so it might be controversial because I can't really justify it. But this, these, these tier ranking things, you know, they're they're sort of one person's opinion. I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna have to put rage in the cage in the, okay here, and and I can't really explain it. I'm sorry. It just doesn't really get me hard. Oh my god, do any of these? Well, stay tuned, I suppose. So starting now, though, we're getting into officially branded in-your-house subtitles, which is actually kind of interesting because from this moment forward, the World Wrestling Federation has complete control over what these shows get named and how they're thought of, okay? Which means you might assume that it would almost be impossible, given the brand management mantra of WWF slash E, that none of these shows could ever possibly get into eh or garbage. Because, like I said, they're controlling the narrative. Every subtitle should give you context for what you're going to see live on a pay-per-view basis. Well, you might be surprised. But our first officially branded in your house April 1996 good friends but better enemies well folks it don't get much bigger than this I mean what a match what a show but also what a subtitle not only is it the first but it absolutely cannot be ignored that when you hear that subtitle you know. You know everything you need to know. So is it ironic? Is it expected? Because this is the first one they've ever done. But ladies and gentlemen, our first entry into the in your house tier is good friends, better enemies. Because you know. It gives you everything you need to know. You have context, but it's not lame. So that keeps it out of okay. You have context, and it's cool, but it's too cool to go in the sweet tier. It's legendary. It's in your house! And then, you know, in my opinion, just one person's opinion, but okay. So there you go. We finally have an entry into the legendary tier, and I think the first six or seven, you know... The fake subtitles, the first real subtitles, they've been, you know, properly aligned. I feel like I've been fair to the WWF brain trust. Let's keep this train rolling, though, with the next In Your House, which ironically is two In Your Houses. Uh, But we're going to ignore the numeric ranking system or the numeric value system because they're not really ranked. It's In Your House, Beware of Dog, from a couple days in May of 1996. It's the rain out show or the thunderstorm show. Now... You hear beware of dog. And you cannot ignore the fact that you've got context. So it's not eligible for the bottom two tiers in my opinion. However, you hear the phrase beware of dog. You know the British Bulldog's going to be involved. But, I mean, beware of dog. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I can't blame them for doing it. And I don't don't hate them for doing it. But it's kind of lame, right? But it's Just kind of also the right amount of cheese, in my opinion. But I can't do it. I can't put it on cool. It's dangerously close to context and cool, which would be sweet, the A tier. But uh, I'm going to go right in the middle with, okay, there's context, but it's kind of lame. But it's very close to edging into cool, in my opinion. But it is what it is. Up next, in your house, international incident. From July of 1996, which will be the next Concrete Man show, um, boy, oh boy, I I, I got to tell you, people people might just stab at me when I reveal this, okay? Because compared to Great White North, it, well, it's very comparable to Great White North, okay? But I can't separate the fact that I have. Some context here. I swear to you, I feel like at certain points on Raw or Superstars or God help me something else, and I didn't do any research to prove it, but I feel like the six-man tag main event was at certain times referred to as the International Incident six-man tag. And so when I hear International Incident, I have context. I can't break that context away. And if I'm right, then, you know... I'm, I'm right. But if I'm wrong, I apologize. You know, the memory is a fickle thing. Hell, I'm almost 40. I got a, a bit, you know, accused of having a touch of Alzheimer's. I forgot to almost rank the show. Rick Flyer! I mean, you know, that whole thing. But when I hear international incident, I've got context in my brain. And it's certainly, certainly not lame. However, because I'm not 100% confident, If it was indeed the International Incident six-man tag in marketing, I'm going to put it in sweet, which is like the A tier. I can't do Legendary for International Incident, even though I think it's a sweet subtitle, and I love the little, like, circle things that revolve around the logo, and I love that it's a gray and yellow logo, too. Ooh, maybe I should do the logo someday. But, yeah, so so that's International Incident is in the sweet tier, along with the triple header all right let's do some mental gymnastics here what is next ah september of nineteen hundred and ninety six well spoiler alert if i ever rank the logos here comes number one in your house mind games with the insane skeleton cartoon with the mankind mask that goes And it's got like mind games written it's chiseled into its skull. What an awesome fucking logo. I love that little fucking skull. It's tremendous. So I hear mind games. And yes, the phrase mind games gets tossed around the World Wrestling Federation like it is nobody's business. But when I hear mind games packaged within your house, I have context. There's context here. I know it's mankind taking on Shawn Michaels. In one of the best matches ever. And you know what? I think it's pretty obvious that I think the mind game subtitle is cool. But for some reason, I can't quite go legendary with this bad boy. Because, you know, there's... It's hard to justify this again because it's all opinion based. But let's look at the only other show in the legendary tier, which is Good Friends, Better Enemies. And remember, just subtitles. And there's something about Good Friends, Better Enemies. Like, you can't help but know what it's talking about. I could see someone, even if they're a hardcore wrestling fan, being like Mind Games, that was... Oh, yeah, it's that one. But the other ones that, that are going to make the legendary tier, you know exactly what it is without having to think. Mind Games, I love ya. I love Little Skeleton Man, but I'm going to go with Sweet, which is like an A ranking. Uh, speaking... Of Sweet Shows, spoiler, in your house, buried alive. I mean, it gives you everything you need right there. It's contextual, and it's cool. But you know, I don't think of it as a legendary subtitle. Maybe it's too on the nose. You know what I mean? For example, the Good Friends Better Enemies show is made invented by a no-holds-barred match by two men who are good friends but better enemies. Buried Alive is also the name of the match type. So there might be too much context to keep it out of Legendary. Um, but, you know, that, that that will even falter. So at the same time, I, I think it's sweet. It's very high level A ranking in my opinion. I mean, it's the same thing as the triple header if you really think about it. But And, and that makes it good. That makes it genius. A fantastic subtitle. But it just doesn't quite reach Legendary stature. And I think you're gonna see shows like this. Like if there was like I said, we used In Your House Spare Tire. In your house spare tire sounds like it would be in the sweet tier because you get an understanding and well it might be in the okay because it's kind of lame, but brand synergy with the main event matches is a good thing. Alright. I really appreciate that. It just isn't quite as legendary for Triple Header, and, and more importantly, Buried Alive, because that's the one we're on. So I'm gonna put it in sweet. So we've had some good ones here since the official official branding took place. You know, the lowest we've gone is, okay, which is your pivot man middle tier, B. And that's where Beware of Dog ended up. But we all agreed, well, at least I agreed, about talking to the microphone, that it was kind of worthwhile. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the December 1996 show. And this is a trend you'll see with December shows. Season's beatings escaped it by getting into the, eh, Territory. But, ladies and gentlemen, in your house, it's time. I mean, gotta be in contention for one of the worst subtitles in history. Of course, December, well, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but December is sort of the wrestler branded show for some reason. It's a trend that they started. And, of course, you know, I believe famously Vader's supposed to be the champ here. And of course, it's time, Is it's Vader time, it's his slogan. But it was too late to change the marketing, so it's time, remained the subtitle, even though I don't even think Vader was on the fucking show. However, because Vader's not on the fucking show, there's no context here at all. What is it time for? Is it time to step out of WCW's shadows? Is it time to fucking put a pause on our wrestling promotion and start thinking about this thing? Or is it time to rank it? It is time to rank it, and it's garbage! There's no context, and it's absolutely not cool. It joins the Great White North on the garbage tier. And it is a garbage show, except... Except... And, of course, we'll cover this someday on Concrete, man. I love the this show has the In Your House match, which is the match between the Executioner and the Undertaker, where they finally fight in... The WWF in-your-house house. I love it for that so, so very much. I cannot say enough positive things about that in-your-house match, but we'll save that for that episode of Concrete Man. We eventually cover it. They did just cover it over on No-So, and God love you. You mentioned the house fighting. All right, so that takes us to 1997, a great year in World Wrestling Federation-based entertainment. And that takes us to February of 1997. And, folks, much like Triple Header, Buried Alive, and to a lesser extent, International Incident that came before it, in your house, Final Four. Home of the Final Four match. But, ladies and gentlemen, here's something that extends beyond phrases like triple header and buried alive. Final 4 has a universal meaning outside of the world of professional wrestling. And it's also a fucking genius name for the pay-per-view. So I think you could tell by the tone of my side of my voice, I think it's cool and obviously there's a ton of context here. The Final 4 match is the main event and not only that, it involves the Final 4 men from the Royal Rumble and I mean, it's, it's a known phrase outside of wrestling circles. How could you go anywhere else but legendary? And I didn't want to talk about this when I was talking about Buried Alive and Triple Header because I don't want to spoil that this was legendary, okay? But that's the key. Buried Alive and Triple Header give you so much context. They talk about the main events specifically, and they're fun and cool. But what keeps them in the A? out of the s or sweet to in your house tears is a final four means something outside of wrestling and i think that's a good thing when trying to market something to anyone with 1995 in their pocket don't 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 ever be fooled nothing is ever marketed just to us it's attempted to be marketed towards everyone of course if you miss us that being your target audience you failed but you want it to be understood and interpreted to the outside world. And not every legendary show is going to do that. But Final Four, it's just too good. Not to mention, that match is actually really fucking good too. Of course, that has nothing to do with this. I want to make that very clear. Final Four is just too powerful of a subtitle phrase to be ignored It joins good friends, better enemies, in the legendary tier. Oh, yeah. Really just gives me all the feels. Not joining Final Four in the In Your House or S tier is our April 1997 show, In Your House, Revenge of the Taker. Okay, so... Good news, bad news scenario here. Bad news, yes. This is just like the It's Time conundrum, and we'll talk about the other December shows. You would almost think this is a December-based show, because it is branded and subtitled specifically around The Undertaker. However, different from some of the shows we'll be talking about, God help me, I have some context here. Because it sounds like the Undertaker is out for revenge. Revenge meaning, you know, vengeance or reparations for something negative that happened. That's not the actual, like, definition. Definition, I didn't look it up or anything. But it lets me know that he's probably going to be going after an adversary, an enemy, or foe. So, God help me, I have context. Which keeps it out of the bottom two tiers. However... It's so on the nose and specific to just this time in history. Because it's Revenge of the Taker against Mankind. And hey, I got nothing against the Revenge of the Taker match, if you want to call it that, where Foley get put, you know, dives off the side and gets his head put through the table, and then Paul Bear gets set on fire and what have you. It's a fun enough nonsense match. But it's it's lame, right? Revenge of the Taker. Uh, 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 I just—it's too on the nose. It's too branded and centered around one wrestler and one time to make it any higher than right in the middle. It's okay. There's context, but the subtitle's kind of lame. So you know, it joins like Beware of Dog, Rage in the Cage, In Your House the Premiere, Lumberjacks, what have you. So th- th- that's that's you know, it's okay. It's it's middle of the road. It's not going to get any higher. The next month, in May of 1997, we'd get In Your House, Go, Go, Down, Go, Down. No, it's not In Your House, You're Going Down, but it does feature the Ahmed Johnson Nation of Domination Gauntlet match, which for some reason I was really excited for it. It just did not deliver. But In Your House, Cold Day in Hell. I like it quite a bit, ladies and gentlemen. It gives us context. So there's no way it's getting in the bottom, and it's cool. But let me explain context. Cold day in hell. The main event, Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on The Undertaker. And, you know, you might have to... It might be a stretch. I'll freely admit this. But as a wrestling-based fan, I recognize what those phrases represent. And... It's kind of a ballsy subtitle. I mean, I know we're in 97, but we're not in the Attitude Era quite, quite yet. And I like the synergy, though. It's middle of the road. You know, it's like if you've got an 11-year-old kid, and they stub their toe, and you si- and they say, Damn! I totally get it. Stubbing your toe sucks. But should you let your 11-year-old say, Damn! Eh! This is not a parenting thing. Don't take my advice. Take your own. I mean, who really cares, to be honest with you? I'm just trying to think of a lame example. But you're kind of like, you shrug it off like, eh, it's okay. The kid stubbed his toe. What do you want? He said, damn, who cares? It's not like you said, uh, cock fuck ass bitch, you know? I mean, you'd be like, dude, take it down a notch. What the hell? Where'd you hear all those words? Well, dad, I listened to your podcast. All right, you got me there. But cold day in hell is perfect. It's got a little attitude, but it's not quite attitude at all if you will, but I think it's cool, and I've got context. So it's going to go in the SWEET tier, right below Legendary status. It's equivalent to basically an A ranking, and uh, yeah, I won't hear any arguments against it. Okay, I'll hear arguments against it, but I won't agree with them. I might agree with them. You know what? No, I'm just going to move on. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached a very, very critical point in this ongoing conversation, Uh, It's it's a very historical moment, and I think we need to really discuss it before we give out our ranking for the July 1997 In Your House show. So this is the close of a couple of things. One could say it's the end of an era. It's the final two-hour In Your House pay-per-view. It's also arguably the final In Your House pay-per-view where the subtitle is technically, literally a subtitle. Because after this, the In Your House branding becomes somewhat secondary as the shows become more recognized by the announcers, the marketing, and things like that uh, as the subtitle. So, for example, if it was In Your House Burger King, uh, it would be Burger King In Your House. So, I think it's important to talk about that and reflect upon that. But what a way to go. Now, like a lot, of suburban white folk here in the United States of America, I recently took a look at uh, my kids' school curriculums and became enraged. And because I'm a white person with too much time on my hands, I visited my local school board to give them a verbal thrashing. What was I angry about? You might ask. Well, I'll tell you exactly what I was angry about When I looked at my daughter's history courses, I saw that a very important and pivotal conflict in the history of the United States of America in which I reside was omitted from history and it would not be discussed at length in her classroom. Come to think of it, I don't think it will be discussed at all. And I was enraged by this. Because my daughter's history class will not be teaching the armed conflict of 1997 between the United States of America and Canada. Thank God, however, the WWE Network on Peacock will allow all of us to relive the war in its glorious splendor, and we can watch in your house, Canadian Stampede. Now I might catch a little flack for this one, folks, because we've talked about the Great White North. We've talked about the international incident. And what is a Canadian Stampede? Well, it's a stampede of Canadians lumbering towards you in a verbal... I almost said in a verbal frenzy. In an enraged frenzy. You know, like a bull stampede. They're just running at you and Billy Crystal's like, Oh, we gotta go. There's a stampede, guys. We gotta go. It's a really shitty Billy Crystal. Here's the whole point. You can't hear the words Canadian stampede without thinking of the war. It's impossible. Also... And I might be misremembering. I think right before the Canadian Stampede main event, I think Vince McMahon says, Up next, the Canadian Stampede, the Big Ten Man Tag. So I'm not going to sit here and say that the match was marketed as the Canadian Stampede, the Big Ten Man Tag. But I don't care. It's my list. This one is going all the way to the top to legendary in-your-house status. Okay. You can't. It's impossible to not understand what Canadian Stampede means in the wrestling context. All right? This was the one time naming the uh, show after the location of where you are, or just, you know, pointing or really emphasizing the fact that you're not in the United States is pretty much the selling point of the show. I think it's glorious, not to mention the brand synergy with the Calgary Stampede. You know, Stu, Stu was at the Calgary Stampede. And we were all going to have a little party for him. I was there signing autographs. Uh, you know, my son Knife was there. My son Sword. Uh, my son Axe. My son Crossbow. Uh, my daughter uh, Kutana was there. And, uh, you know, my brother-in-law, Jim Neidhart, was there too, signing autographs. And he was he was saying some pretty weird things. He was saying things like, "We're gonna, We're going to go to dinner and forget our manners. And it was kind of weird. But then uh, the show started, and I felt like I was on the set of Lonesome Dove because everybody really appreciated what the hitman was doing. And so I'll never forget the Canadian Calgary Stampede. I'll never forget it either, Brett. And the Canadian Stampede is legendary. But like I said, it's the end of an era. Up next, September of 1997, Ground Zero! In your house. Ground Zero, coming before In Your House, and the first three-hour... Fully priced, in-your-house spectacular event. Now, I might catch some more flack for this one too, but hear me out. When I hear, it's time for WWF Ground Zero, I don't really get any context. I don't really understand what I'm watching, but the name is kind of cool, and technically, it is Ground Zero. Ground Zero, of course, could have many meanings, but, you know, there's, like, Patient Zero. Who was Patient Zero in the COVID outbreak? Was it Bret Hart? I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure somebody believes it probably was. Um, But Ground Zero, like, the zero point for the beginning of a new era. It is the first three hours spectacular and a badass name. But again, I get no wrestling context for it. I don't quite understand what it means. And so... I'm, I I got to keep it out of the first the top 3 tiers, but I am going to put it in the eh, which is no context but kind of cool. Like a like a D, like a C, you know, something like that. It's the it's not the lowest. It's it's a tier above. So, sorry all you ground zero fans out there. Hey, it does have Scott Putzke blowing out his knee or whatever he did, so you can take solace in that. You know, I don't want to I don't really have much to say about the next one either, Judgment Day. Sure, it became eventually a pay-per-view all to itself, but I get that it's Undertaker versus Kane, and Judgment Day makes me feel like it does synergize well with those characters. But it's just not close enough. It's not like Beware of Dog or Rage in the Cage, Revenge of the Taker, The Lumberjacks, or The Premiere, which are all the ones that are in the okay in the middle. I'm gonna have to put Judgment Day in the no context, but kind of cool, up there with Ground Zero and Seasons Beatings. I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't get enough out of it. So, yeah, I'm. Oh wait, no, fuck! I am completely out of fucking order. That's 98. I don't do second takes. Spoiler alert: Judgment Day 98 is in the eh. Next up is actually Bad Blood. That's the 97 one. God damn it. That's okay. I'm leaving it all in. So that's fine. We'll just skip that one when we come to it. Forgive me, America and all other folks who... You know, I just want to give a shout out to all the international listeners of the new TNN podcast feed. There's quite a few. And I love it. Thank you. Anywho, let's talk about Bad Blood. Bad Blood. Another iconic name, because when I hear bad blood, I can't not think of the first ever Hell in a Cell match, and it's not fair. Again, it's not fair because bad blood doesn't really give me context. But it's so synonymous. That fucking picture of the Undertaker hanging his own or holding his own severed head. I mean, you know the Undertaker's up to no good at the bad blood extravaganza in your house. And it is the first Hell to a Cell match, so oh, you're going to hate me. You're really going to do it. But I've got to put it in the legendary In Your House tier, along with Good Friends, Better Enemies, Final Four, and Canadian Stampede. It's just too good. You know, and it sounds like a wrestling show. It really does. So, sue me. Uh, around, On the complete opposite end of the spectrum, ladies and gentlemen, now we have... Degeneration generation X in your house. <laughs> Who's the pay-per-view going to be named after, Jack? It's going to be named after you, Hoprike. But I got to warn you, heartbreak, cones, shoulder's and dance. It's old Mike Tyson for you. You are heartbreak. I love Mike Tyson. Uh, well, I love Mike Tyson's wrestle- WWF stint in 98. It's amazing, and it made... Live Raw's at 98, and hell, even taped Raw's in 98 when he was around feels so fucking special. However, much like in your house, it's time. This does nothing for me. And I know Sean's the main event. I know he's the champ, and he's the leader of the faction. So you, you could honestly say, Johnny, you've got all the context you need, but it's my list. I'm putting it in garbage. Garbage. And I, and I love... I love Degeneration X. I really do. Triple H, Triple X. Like, I love. But what a shitty subtitle for an in-your-house pay-per-view, in my opinion. And it is just my opinion. Uh, Speaking of shitty pay-per-view subtitles, 1998 February brought us WWF No Way Out of Texas. (laughs) Because our lawyers demanded we add of uh, Texas. Just dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. F minus. Put it in the garbage. I got no context for this. Up next, April of 1998. Unforgiving in your house. Why didn't they just call it the Inferno in your house? Did MTV already own the copyright of competition-based infernos? I don't know. But honestly, it seems like a dead ringer to just call it the inferno in your house. Of course, that might, you know, necessitate many individuals watching on a pay-per-view basis to call their local fire department and say, There's an inferno in my house! Or if they called their local cable company and said, I want an inferno in my house! Well, they might call the police saying there might be an inferno raging for a customer at 264 Main Street. I don't know! I suppose it's possible... Um but because they chose to name it Unforgiven in Your House, I got no context. So, I'm thinking, eh, no context, but kind of cool cuz Unforgiven's a pretty sweet name and it's a decent enough song. Never pray, never No me unforgiven. going to get sued by Metallica for that one. Up next, we've got May of 1998, uh, which is Over the Edge in your house. Now, I know that unfortunately, Over the Edge has taken on a sort of a different meaning uh, because of what happens at Over the Edge 1999. And uh, please please understand, this is not me attempting to make a joke or turn that into humorous at all. But the fact that See the the reason I think it's taken on the, like sort of a life of its own. It's not only because it it harbored a terrible tragedy, etc. But it's also called over the edge. Which look, I, I'm not. Please understand what I'm trying to say. It has uh, this whole fucking urban thing because it's over the edge and fucking poor Owen Hart falls. Like uh, and again, like it's it's not like it was called. I don't know. Fuck. No, because that—that's making like I'm trying to make a joke. So, I'm—I—I I want you to know that I'm just consider, like, I'm just taking consideration over the edge in your house. Like, I'm not trying to make a joke about this situation or anything like that. But I thought it was important to address it. So, over the edge in this particular case, um, I think it's the fact that like Vince has sort of lost it, and he's doing anything that he can to get to Austin. However, I don't recall Vince like going over the edge, like he certainly didn't act like he was insane, you know, and he's a special guest referee, he's, he's very much in control, of course, trying to control with the Stooges, I mean, it's a great, I don't want to get too much into the event, but the thing is, is that I feel like I'm kind of reaching even for that, Uh, you know, the poster's got Shamrock snapping on the front, you know, get out of my way, that whole thing, so I don't know, I feel like I don't have any context, but... It's, it's kind of cool. And again, that's sort of why I wanted to get in front of the whole over-the-edge-99 thing. Like, I'm not making a joke about this one being cool. You know, I mean, I don't think it's a bad name for a show at all. Um, but not having sort of built-in understanding of where I'm at and what we're doing here, I can't quite get it to those upper tiers. So it's, eh, no context, but kind of cool. So June, we got King of the Ring. July! Folks, you better watch out, because Triple H is going to get fully loaded in your house. Yeah, he's going to shoot it everywhere. Look at that. He's got a WWF logo on his dick. Well, you guys can't actually see it, but it's the fully loaded poster. Now, fully loaded, I have a bit of fun editing at its expense, because fully loaded 99 is Austin, the fully loaded first blood end of an era matchup. Uh, but this is the one with the fully loaded strap match. So... I mean, fuck, I didn't even think of that when I did the tier list. Oh, no. So I was going to put it in garbage, no context, because, fuck, I really hate the title Fully Loaded. Um, They call a match Fully Loaded, but you know what? That doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. None of this matters, as Carl would say, from Aqua Team. But I just think that, no, they named it the Fully Loaded Strap Match after the fact. I have no idea what's happening to Fully Loaded. What's the main event? Tag titles. Kane and uh, Mankind vs. Undertaker and all. See, I had to stop and think about it, and I host a wrestling podcast, so what's that tell you? It tells you it didn't do its job. There's no brand recognition with Fully Loaded. I always think of the Fully Loaded Train from Fully Loaded 99. So, I I am going to put it in garbage, no context. I almost talked myself out of it, but I refuse to. Hey, speaking of garbage, no context, breakdown in your house. Now, again, you could fire back at me and say, well, Johnny C., think about it from a narrative perspective. This is the breakdown in your house because Austin loses the title. Well, Austin's already lost the title, granted he got it back the next night, but this is where things break down and Austin begins his journey to WrestleMania. However, they didn't hype the show that way. Uh, I guess, like, you know what? No, fuck it. Here I am at these latter stages trying to talk myself out of it. But you know what? There's no context here. It's garbage. Garbage. I don't like it. Garbage and I don't like it. Judgment Day 98, we talked about accidentally, famously. Just a reminder, it's eh. No context, but kind of cool. Up next, Survivor Series, Deadly Game. It's amazing and it has a sweet song. Because it's a deadly game. It's the game that we play. It's December 1998. Is it time for the Generation X? No, because you're going to hit rock bottom in your house, Jesse James, because I'm giving you the rock bottom on a poster, you, you brody So it's the final superstar branded in your house spectacular. Uh, rock bottom, rock. Uh, let, let's hang some banners of the rock from the Titan Trot. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just rock bottom in your house. I got plenty of context, but you know what? I think I've made it abundantly clear when it was time for Degeneration X. I got no respect for these superstar branded pay-per-views. It's fucking garbage. The subtitle, okay? Remember, the, the match is in question. Actually, that has an awful fucking buried alive match, so I don't think anybody's gonna weep over that. So that takes us to 1999. Oh, February 1999. God, are there only two left? I'm gonna cry when this is over. Ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, children of all ages. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre has been relocated from Chicago to taking place in your house! There's bodies everywhere! I mean, seriously. Is this one even up for discussion? It's the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Vince with the roses on the poster. I know I'm not really counting the poster and everything like that, but... I mean, it's... it's... This is a fucking brilliant example. I mean, it took place on Valentine's Day. What a fucking rare opportunity. It's like Halloween havoc. Why don't they just use it now? Like it's just so obvious. It's genius. This is fucking legendary. I'm sorry. I don't care. It's it's the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. It's a it's a unique title, sure. I'm not in advocating a St. Valentine's Day Massacre take place in your area. I'm just saying that it's 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 like uh Oh, what's that fucking movie? I just watched it again. God with the Valentine's Day killer. What the fuck is it called? Why is it on the tip of my tongue? He's in a the... My bloody Valentine! Like, you just have to do it. It's a, it's a slasher film about Valentine's Day. It's a pay-per-view on Valentine's Day. It's the final show... Well, the final, I wish. It's the showdown between Vince and Austin in the cage. Come on, why are we still having this discussion? Let's... It, it, it makes the legendary in-your-house tier. And speaking of the legendary In Your House tier, let's go out in style. Ladies and gentlemen, the subtitle for the last In Your House pay-per-view is so fucking genius that it became a staple of WWE-based programming that I believe is finally returning to its roots this year, if the rumors are true. It's Backlash! In Your House! It's the backlash from WrestleMania! There you go! Sold! Sold! Plus, the meat hooks. Especially that one year when Jeff Hardy rode the meat hooks. He's like, I'm riding a meat hook to the top. I'm Jeff Hardy. I do some drugs. That's okay. Just don't hurt anybody. You're hurting yourself, Jeff. You're hurting yourself. Um, but yeah, Backlash, it makes complete fucking sense. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, it's it's legendary. It's in-your-house-based legendary. It makes the top-tier was there ever a doubt? Now, ladies and gentlemen, every in your house has been appropriately ranked. I promised at the end I would go through and clean this up by ranking the individual tiers. And that's what I'm here to do. So, by my count, in the garbage, the bottom most tier, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in your house shows. All right. So, my bottom three probably won't surprise anyone, given how I've taken them to task over the course of this program. But the three named December shows are up for the worst of the worst. I can't believe I'm doing this, but. Because, okay, the last, the worst In Your House subtitle of all time is Degeneration, or In Your House Degeneration X, okay? Now, it's just the name of the stable. Rock Bottom, at least, is not the name. It's not in your house, the rock, okay? Or rock, the rock in your house. I mean, don't get me wrong, that'd be awful too. But the rock bottom is at least his move, and it's at least something that has a uh, uh, connotative definition in our society. You have hit rock bottom, pal. At least it means something. Degeneration X is just the wrestling stable. And I love me some DX, okay? I do. But come on, man get a little more creative. Uh, the next worst in your house, so the second worst in your house is of all time subtitle, is ro- is Rock Bottom. Uh, it's better than DX, though, and I think we've adequately described that. Now, how does It's Time make the top, like, of the three worst named ones? Okay. The, uh, let's see, if there's 28, the 28, the 26 were, uh, best, if you will, in your house subtitle. How is that It's Time? How does it beat Rock Bottom and DX? I'll tell you exactly why. Because the show itself has nothing to do with Vader, thus giving the WWF the wiggle roof to say, well, it actually wasn't about Vader, you see, it was just time. It was time to get back to some World Wrestling Federation action in your house. So, you know what I'm saying here? Like, there's plausible deniability, and that's it. That's the only way it gets by. Uh, let's see here. The next worst, I guess the 25th best in your house subtitle, is Great White North. Sorry. It's just... You know, geography. Geographical jargon. It doesn't really sell. Uh, speaking of geographical jargon, the 24th best in your house subtitle is No Way Out of Texas. Yeehaw! yeehaw get some Broncos and get the Texas. Uh, I hope this is right. 28, 27, 26, 25, 24. The 23rd best in your house subtitle of all time is Fully Loaded. In your house! It's just better than the other ones, folks. It's not named after a person or a group. It's not geography. It's fully loaded. And the best of the worst. You know, I got a recount. 28 to 7 to 6 to 5 to 4 to 3. The 22nd best In Your House subtitle of all time is Breakdown In Your House! I mean, the logo's a street sign. It makes sense. And, you know, we talked about how narratively it is a breakdown in your house. So, whatever. We'll give them the, the benefit of the doubt. We'll, we'll we'll let them have a... I mean, it's the best of the worst. Is there anybody going to really argue over that? Alright, so, the 21st Best In Your House subtitle, and this takes us to the next tier. The, eh, no context, but kind of cool, is Unforgiven In Your House. I'm sorry. Where, you know, just the Inferno. Just make it the Inferno. The 20th best in your house subtitle is Seasons beatings. I mean, that's not awful. The 19th best in your house subtitle is Over the Edge. The 18th best, in my opinion, is Judgment Day in your house, making the best of the eh no context, but kind of cool. Ground Zero in your house. I mean, we talked about how Ground Zero was Ground Zero. It was the genesis of the new pay-per-view presentation. So I think it's fitting to give it the best of this tier. I mean, you know, look, these are all subjective, okay? But, I, you know, it's sad to say that I do have love for these. You know, some of the lower ones. Like, if Ground Zero is your favorite, like, I get it. Like, I totally do. It's just, I sort of locked myself into this style of ranking. Uh, because I felt like it was the least subjective I could. So, I don't know. But but I'm having fun. I hope you guys are too. Alright, let's move on to the next tier. Ah, uh, the pivot folks! The, okay, there's context here, but, you know, still kind of lame. And uh, 1987, the 16th best in your house subtitle is Revenge of the Taker. Sorry, that one. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it. The 15th best in your house subtitle is The Premier. Okay. The 14th best in your house subtitle is The Lumberjacks. So what it two together. I like the brand synergy there. The 13th best in your house subtitle is In Your House, Rage in the Cage. I could see some people revolting on this next one. Like, I really, really could. But it's because it's super cheesy, okay? But isn't that what makes it fun? No? No, you say? All right, fine. The 12th best in-your-house subtitle. The king of, okay, the middle tier, in-your-house, beware of dog. Okay. Yes, it's very cheesy, and the in your house logo barks at you and tries to bite you. But come on, it's just cheesy enough to be okay. Plus, it gives us the context. I know the. Br- I know that that's what happens when you mess. What the br- I- At least I think that's what it means. So the next tier, the A's, the sweet. There's context here, and I think the names are kind of cool. The 11th ranked best in your house subtitle, International Incident. I know, hearts are broken everywhere. They really are. But, within the context of this tier, I think it's the weakest. Okay? I still love it. Wow, folks. We're getting closer to the biggest in our business. The top 10 in your house subtitles. Number 10. In your house, cold day in hell, Austin. Number 9. In your house, mind games. That's the creepy skeleton guy. Now, controversy abounds. And I understand. But remember, it's not the show. The number 8 the 8th best In Your House subtitle of all time. And I believe, yes, it is the only one from the top 10 that comes from fandom or internet adoption or, you know, being retroactively added. It is In Your House triple header. I talked about sucker for the triple header match. But, aside from all that, it tells you exactly what you need to know. Now, here comes a special brand new attraction match we've never provided before. And that's why the top of the A tier, the sweets, context and cool, number seven, in your house, buried alive. Why? Because it's October, and it's buried alive. It's Halloweenish. I mean, sure, Halloween have. Oh, wait, they didn't own WCW here. <laughs> what the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> well, that tangent's over. Uh, but now, folks, truly the biggest in our business. The final six In Your House subtitles. The six shows that sit atop the In Your House tier of legendary status. Ironically enough, the second largest category. Okay, Because this category has six. Uh, The next three had five. And the final had seven. So, uh, you know, it's just... It's crazy. It's crazy to me. But we've come to this moment. Number six. Well... I think it's probably safe to say that it's Taylor Swift's favorite In Your House Spectacular cuz number 6 is bad blood and now it's giving me problems and I don't think I can solve them but why is number 6 bad blood? Hey! Well I'll tell you. to me, bad blood is of the In Your House legendary tier the least descriptive of what I'm going to be viewing on a pay-per-view basis. Um, that doesn't make it bad. It's in the legendary tier, so what the fuck? But at the same time, while ranking the legendaries, that was something that I considered deeply. You know, what does it tell me about what I'm purchasing? Because you got to get down to the nitty-gritty when it comes to this level of awesomeness. And so, number six, my opinion, Bad Blood, still a badass poster... The Undertaker holding his own severed head. Number five. It's time to kill Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's massacre him. And let's cut out his heart and put it in a box. A heart-shaped box. Hey, wait. I've got a real complaint. Let's let's say number five is the St. Valentine's Day massacre in your house. It's a little bit more descriptive than bad blood. The Valentine's Day theme, you know, was a big part of it. A little underused, in my opinion. Uh, I wish I do wish they could have had a giant heart in the entranceway, like a giant glowing heart that you'd see. And like, God, isn't there some movie where somebody has a giant glowing heart in their bedroom? I'm getting it. It's like they revamp the room and it's a glowing heart. What the fuck movie am I thinking about? The dude walks in and there's glowing shit everywhere. Oh, it's UHF! It's the movie UHF I'm thinking of! Weird Al's girlfriend comes home and there's a giant LED heart against the wall. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, wow. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just kidding. I'm not on cocaine. That's just a Rick James joke. But yeah, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in your house is number five. Number four. Well, Jack, i tell you what. We're pretty good jumps. But we're better foes. It's good. God damn. Can you imagine Shawn Michaels saying that? It's good friends, better enemies. It's definitely more descriptive than Bad Blood or St. Valentine's Day Massacre. But it's just not quite as legendary as the top three. And here's why. Isn't good friends, better enemies like a very like can't you see Vince McMahon brainstorming and Titan Towers? We're like, well, we need, we need, we need a phrase, if you will. How about in your house remnants of the earth? No, that's not going to work. How about in your house abeyance? No, that's not going to work. I've got it! I've got it! Uh, good friends, better enemies. It's very descriptive. It's awesome. It's the first official subtitle, and it made it all the way to number four. So good for you. I guess we're good friends with the subtitle now, folks. The top three, the bronze, fitting that the former self-professed greatest WWF champion in the history of the WWF, Brett the Hitman Clark, would get the bronze. It's the Canadian Stampede. It's awesome, obviously. There's no shame in being number three, How because somebody had to be number three. But when you compare it to the top two, it's the least descriptive of the top three, all right. But I love the Canadian Stampede. It its a very visceral imagery you get when someone's talking about wrestling, and they say it. You know exactly what we're talking about. You can see the event. You can hear the crowd. You can even see the little logo—the beef getting stamped with the In Your House on the buttocks. You know, because don't they don't they brand? Yes, let's brand it! Let's make it World Wrestling Federation brand. They, don't they brand a cow in the intro? And it's like, Burr. And Vince McMahon's like, welcome everyone to Calgary on Alberta, Canada. Look at my cowboy hat. King! Why don't we buck some Broncos? Jim Ross, you're just wearing the cowboy hat that you always wear. What about a comically oversized cowboy hat, Jim? Could you wear one of these? Ah, uh, Vince, I don't think that's going to be happening. You can kiss my ass if you think it's so. Of a face. we got four great matches here on pay-per-view. JR, you'll be meeting me in my office after work. But Canadian Stampede is number three. Now, the silver. Number two. Feel the backlash. I mean, look. Backlash rules. When, remember when they renamed uh, the April pay-per-view WrestleMania Backlash and everybody was like, okay, that's two on the nose? Backlash is perfect absolutely describes what the because the April show became WrestleMania repeat a lot of time in a lot of ways and it's perfect. the hooks icing on the cake Mwah. chef's kiss for the hooks. but that means that number one from the UTC pyramid, which is probably why they made the logo pyramid and you know what? This is a conversation for another time, but in my brain, it's on the short list for greatest in-your-house logos of all time, too. But it's the Final Four. Why? It's insanely descriptive to what we're going to be witnessing. Number two, it's the name of the main event match. And number three, there is so much real-world context behind it. If you're casual and you hear the WWF is putting on a pay-per-view called In Your House Final Four, well, what's that? The Final Four. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that a thing? Oh, what? Wh- well, goddamn it! I've got nineteen ninety-five that I just won in the lottery, and damn it, I'm gonna call my local cable operator and say I want in your house Final Four. But in all seriousness, I mean, we talked about this ad nauseum when we put it into the legendary tier. It, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. It is everything you need and everything you want from an in your house subtitle. Context, recognition, meaning. It's everything to me. It is my voice when I am weak. It is my strength when I can't speak. I got those backwards, and I did it on purpose. But folks, that is a wrap. The In Your House subtitles have been ranked to a conclusion. And let's go ahead and and just run through the list real quick and then get the fuck out of here. Starting in the garbage tier, number 28, DX, in your house. Number 27, rock bottom. Number 26, it's damn. Number 25, the great white north. Number 24, there's no way out of Tejas. Number 23, fully loaded, Jack. Number 22, Austin, there's gonna be a breakdown in your house. The E eh tier. Number 21, Unforgiven in your house. Number 20, Order's oh, going to be a season's beatings in your house. Number 19, Austin, you're over the edge in your house. Number 18, Kane, it's Judgment Day in your house. Number 17, oh, I think it's time for, to drop a bomb on Ground Zero in your house. The OK tier. Number 19, I am going to be in your house for Revenge of the Taker. Number 15, Hey! it's in your house the premiere, number 14 hey I'm back Kevin Nash it's in your house there's gonna be some lumberjacks around the ring number 13 I'm the beaten heart the dub dub F and I'm a in your house rage in the cage number 12 that's what you get when you're in your house and beware of dog the sweet tear i Johnson presents number 11 It's In Your House, International Incident. Number 10. Uh, it's In Your House, Cold Day in Hell, son. Number 9. Oh, Uncle Paul, I'm going to be in your house and play some mind games. Number 8. Well, I'm going to kick your teeth down your throat. In Your House, the Triple Header. Number 7. I will be in your house to bury you alive, mankind. The In Your House Legendary Tier. Number 6. Shawn Michaels there's going to be bad blood in your house. Number five, St. Valentine's Day Massacre in your house. Number four, Shut in your house? We're good friends, bitter enemies. Number three, in your house, the Canadian Stampede, my brother Owen and my dad Stu. Number two, Austin, there's gonna be some backlash in your house. And number one, I'm going to defeat three of the toughest WWF superstars in your house at the final four. And folks, I'm Johnny C, a winner is you, and subscribe to the new TNN podcast feed. We'll see you next time.